0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.TV slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing, folks. So Maria had sent me, uh, that's Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Friday. She had sent me a video, and it was about 10 minutes long. I watched it last night. It had a collection of photographs. Uh, from the 70s i believe it was and it had kids on bicycles like i said jumping ramps in somebody's driveway It had a bunch of boys camped out in somebody's house with tents we used to do that when i was a kid for boy scout events we'd build tents and stuff in somebody's uh, family room or playroom or whatever and um she said, make sure you read the comments on this video. So I'm reading the comments. And they were great people talking about, I remember the 70s. I remember the 80s. I remember the 90s. I remember growing up free. I remember being able to do all these things. And sadly, you don't see kids doing this stuff today. Well, the first thing is, if you think that way, folks, it's, it's easy to fix. It's easy to fix. If you have kids or you have grandkids, you just make it happen. Get back to that, you know, show them how to build a ramp out in the yard, you know, have a camp out inside the house with them. I think one of the big things that we're going to come to realize uh, in the future, and uh, it's difficult, folks, it's difficult to actually practice this stuff, but if I'm going to preach it, I have to do it. But one of the big things is that I would start to think about removing technology from your life when you're not using it directly for work. So if you have to use technology as a tool for work, like if you have to log on to your computer, your tablet, you know, your phone um, to access work if you work remotely or obviously if you go to the office and you use the technology and you have to use software and all this other stuff, use it for work. But slowly try to wean technology out of your life for anything else and try to go analog with all of the devices that work within your home. Now, analog is obviously also technology. So I know the majority of people are not going to turn the lights off in their house and start using candles like the Orthodox Jews on the Sabbath or the Amish. Okay, I get that. All right. This is why I throw out the idea of living one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix so folks can actually uh, comprehend this. I'm not telling you to go live life like a caveman. Although this author of Industrial Society in his future would actually say that that's the only real solution. And it may be. It may be. But I think the first step is to start to figure out if you can live one foot in and one foot out of the matrix. I mean, that would be a major feat. So if you start to limit the use of technology and you have to start to define in your own mind what you're going to consider to be technology or too much technology, but wean off the technology in your life, your personal life, anything outside of work. Right. So obviously I have to use technology, my computer to do my creative consulting work or to do this podcast. But can I, once I step away from my computer that's sitting here in front of me from my desk, can I not use technology? And I think that would even go as far as not using technology your smartphone to be checking emails all day, which I do a lot less of than I used to do back in the day. When I had my corporate entertainment business, I was checking emails constantly. Of course, I was single. Okay, And my life was work. I was building that business. I had a business partner. Uh, We were so serious about it. We actually rented a house. We were living together while we were building the business over a couple of years, writing comedy scripts and everything else. That's how serious we were on that startup. But you know we were checking emails constantly because we had competitors and when people reached out and wanted a quote for an obama impersonator i didn't want them going anywhere else so i had a rule that you had to respond to an email uh, a sales uh, potential sales uh, um customer that you had to respond to them within 60 seconds so now i don't really do that i think less and less of people do that because we're not uh, as tied to the technology in that way as we once were although when people have friends text them they think they have to get back to them in uh, seven seconds so can you put the phone down can you leave the phone in your office Or can you make a promise to yourself that you're not going to use the phone unless, let's say, someone is calling you for an emergency or if you have to make a call? I mean, these are things you have to think through, folks. Again, everybody is an individual. You're going to uh, want to interact with technology uh, maybe more than someone else does or less than someone else does. But start to think about this stuff. Uh, I'm even starting to think about – now, obviously – I'm not going to carry around my 35 millimeter camera anymore because to get the film developed and everything is almost impossible at this point. But I'm thinking when we go hiking or when we go uh, to the beach, when we start taking Willie G on these little excursions, I might just bring my digital camera, my digital 35 millimeter and start taking photos with my camera instead of whipping out my iphone all the time and then it'll keep me away from the phone and at least willie g grows up seeing us actually using a camera to take pictures and shoot video instead of pulling the magical uh computer tracking device out of our pocket every five minutes so i don't know i'm just throwing this out there because i was thinking about it can you start to limit the use of technology outside of work Uh, it's like weaning yourself off of drugs or cigarettes or alcohol very difficult to do Uh, But you can start making moves to do it. So I see all these comments on the video about folks complaining how their kids and grandkids don't grow up like that. Well, we're responsible for that. Go make it happen. Right? Stop complaining. As Maria Albanese said, millennials and Generation Z, I'm right on the border of that, were robbed of... Uh, freedom because of technology, especially internet coming into the house back in 1995. Well, start to consciously remove it. It's not uh, forced upon you. Uh, It may be for work, but in your personal life, it's not forced upon you, folks. You can go get an older car without a computer in it. You could not have the DVD players mounted in the back of your headrests. You could not hand your kid an iPad all the time. You could not plop them in front of the smart TV constantly. You can get rid of all of the smart devices in your house. You can still do this stuff. Now, eventually, maybe they engineer the supply chain so that you can't get anything but a smart device. Refrigerator or whatever. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but in the meantime, you can start to wean yourself away from the technology. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so what I want to do now is get back to industrial society and its futures. You know, we've been covering this in between interviews i really need to work us through this because it ties into research and analysis we're going to be doing in the future i believe this to be one of the most important papers written in modern time it's questionable in my opinion on who actually authored this what its actual purpose was but we'll get into that in the future when we do sort of a short expose on the author And as I've mentioned before, uh, maybe the author really was a prophet. Uh, Maybe the author was some kind of a mind-controlled messenger. Maybe the author was just a patsy and this was published as some sort of revelation and method by the elites. Uh, by the technocrats, by the transhumanists, the, the guys with this dark spiritual underbelly. And it was just pinned on the author so that they could assign it to this author who was painted to look crazy. Maybe he really was. And so it would discount their revelation of methods. So they print this to tell you what they're doing credit it to a crazy guy so that you discount the message because you're discounting the messenger. And and that is a strong possibility, folks. It really is. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a short break and then we're going to return to Industrial Society and its future, work our way through this uh, over the next several episodes as we bring Wide Awake Jim back in, hopefully Maria Albanese and others. I have a lot of other guests lined up as well. I'm just securing dates with them and we're going to be learning a lot from a lot of different people right here at the dustin gold standard my name is dustin gold and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into this. 1995 paper, Industrial Society and its Future. I'm not going to work backwards because I'll never finish it. So if you guys are interested, just look back through the last several episodes and you can catch up with this. Let's start with this new section here. It's restriction of freedom is unavoidable in industrial society. Again, restriction of freedom is unavoidable in industrial society society and when the author refers to industrial society which he also calls industrial technological society he is referring to technocracy all right this is his perspective written in 1995 and just keep in mind this question can technology and freedom truly coexist i sometimes say can technology and humanity truly coexist as maria albanese co-host of the thomas Payne podcast on fridays brought up the more technology that we've been given the less freedom that we have uh think about that in the standpoint just of all the facial tracking the ring cameras uh people being glued to their iphones and their devices right so can technology and freedom truly coexist All right, this is paragraph 114. If you're familiar with this document and the shows we've done, the author writes this in paragraph numbers. So it's easy to actually go back and reference and look for things if you know the paragraph numbers. So I read them as I read you the paragraph. Paragraph 114. As explained in paragraphs 65 through 67 and 70 through 73, modern man is strapped down by a network of rules and regulations, and his fate depends on the actions of persons remote from him whose decisions he cannot influence, like Washington, D.C., or the World Economic Forum, or the United Nations, or the Bank for International Settlements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Goes on to say, this is not accidental, or a result of the arbitrariness of arrogant bureaucrats. It is necessary and inevitable in any technologically advanced society. The system has to regulate human behavior closely in order to function. At work, people have to do what they are told to do, Otherwise, production would be thrown into chaos. Bureaucracies have to be run according to rigid rules. To allow any substantial personal discretion to lower level bureaucrats would disrupt the system and lead to charges of unfairness due to differences in the way individual bureaucrats exercised their discretion. Now, I just want you to think about this. Uh, Many of you have probably come into contact with this one way or another. If your kid or, I don't know, if you are applying for a job, let's say, with a restaurant, specifically a chain or a franchise, or trying to work at a mega gas station up here, we have Wawa, we have Loves, we have Sheets. Um, If you're trying to work at CVS, Walgreens, if you're trying to work at any of the chain grocery stores, if you go into an interview and you in any way whatsoever uh, give off a hint that you are creative, you want to be a leader, you have ideas, that's it. You're done. You're not a robot. They don't want you. They want you to conform to their well-thought-out bureaucratic system. Otherwise, you could end up creating problems for them rather than just helping the machine churn. Well, that's what they're talking about here. Let's continue. It is true that some restrictions on our freedom could be eliminated, but generally speaking, the regulation of our lives by large organizations is necessary for the functioning of industrial technological society. Again, that's technocracy. Let's continue. The result is a sense of powerlessness on the part of the average person. It may be, however, that formal regulations will tend increasingly to be replaced by psychological tools that make us want to do what the system requires of us. Propaganda, educational techniques, mental health programs, Etc. Right. So what they're going to use is psychological warfare, essentially, to engineer you into the system to make you do what the system wants, but by tricking you into thinking that's what you want to do. Now, you've heard of this before if you've been in sales or marketing or advertising or you're a business person, an entrepreneur, I don't know, even a director of movies, of film, of commercials, uh, to sort of lead someone down a path into making them believe they're the one that discovered such a thing, you have more of a chance of that person biting and then coming on board because you trick them into believing they're the one who discovered it, now they have buy-in, when in reality, you let them down the path and tricked them into it think about what they're saying here within the system of covid land the high school theater production right you had kens and karens essentially the brown shirts running around telling people what to do forcing them to follow the technological systems rules forcing them to follow dr fauci's rules So those people believe they were exercising autonomy when, in fact, they actually became nodes in the system to help push the system's regulations and rules on everyone else. That's basically what this author is talking about here. Let's continue. Paragraph 115. The system has to force people to behave in ways that are increasingly remote from the natural pattern of human behavior. For example, the system needs scientists, mathematicians, and engineers i've talked about this before folks that's why they pushed stem you know science technology engineering and mathematics so heavily over the last 25 years they were building the scientists the technologists the uh, engineers etc who were going to be the ones to help actually build the system that's why it says the system needs them so what happened the system created them let's continue it can't function without them So, heavy pressure is put on children to excel in these fields. Just what I said. It isn't natural for an adolescent human being to spend the bulk of his time sitting at a desk absorbed in study. A normal adolescent wants to spend his time in active contact with the real world. That's what we just talked about for the first 45 minutes. Goes on to say, among primitive peoples, the things that children are trained to do tend to be in responsible harmony with natural human impulses. Among the American Indians, for example, boys were trained in active outdoor pursuits, just the sort of thing that boys like. But in our society, children are pushed into studying technical subjects, which most do grudgingly. You got that, folks? We are not living within a natural world anymore because we are all being propagandized and trained to be good little soldiers for the system. They need the scientists and the engineers to actually run the system. Everyone has to act as a good little robot for the system to succeed. And as we've pointed out here and as Wide Awake Jim is uncovering here through documents, not ours. But documents from the elites, from the prison planet wardens, from the people that control the system, right? This system is designed by the bankers. This system is funded by the bankers. This system is only becoming more tyrannical and more dystopian because that's what the bankers want. More control. More power. Let's continue. Paragraph 116. Because of the constant pressure that the system exerts to modify human behavior there is a gradual increase in the number of people who cannot or will not adjust to society's requirements welfare leeches youth gang members cultists anti-government rebels radical environmentalist saboteurs dropouts and resistors of various kinds All right. So see that the welfare leeches just sit back and say, screw it. Give me the welfare. Right. People like you and I, anti-government rebels, you know, we're going to sit there and say, no, we're rebelling against the system. We're punk rock. We're punk rock. But see, these are the people that are all resisting against the system that aren't going to operate as robotic NPCs within the system. So part of what we're going to start to uncover here, part of what we're going to try to wake up these young folks to when I was talking to Wide Awake Jim and Maria Albanese about is what I think is going to happen here. And I'm glad we're covering this in paragraph 116 is universal basic income, which is basically just welfare in another form that's going to be forced onto people. Because as they drive folks into the gig work system, and then the gig work doesn't allow them to make enough money to live after they've been in it and rely on it for a certain number of months or years, um, let me just tell this quick story. Wide awake, Jim's daughter. She does some door dashing in between working at a restaurant. So when Jim goes to visit her at college, he'll take her out sometimes. He'll drive around. He uses it to bond with his daughter. She does some door dash. And she was making like $20, $25 an hour for a while, which is not um, thats not unreasonable. You actually used to be able to make that. The other night they were driving around. He called me up laughing and left me a message. His daughter did one that paid $3.50. Uh, 15 minutes later, she did one that paid $3.50. A warning actually came up on her DoorDash app and said, you are now capped at $10 an hour. That's all you're going to be allowed to make. I warned folks, this was coming on the Thomas Paine podcast two years ago. I told Mike Moore this, that they were going to throttle people. Now, we knew this was going on inside of Instacart and other places, but there was never an actual text warning, an actual written message telling people this. Now, I just talked to a good friend of mine that still does Instacart. She told me, it's so bad right now, that as of yesterday, which was Saturday, the whole week, she made140 dollars. These are people that six months ago were making two to 400 dollars per day. So what we think is going to happen uh, based on documents we've seen is they're going to take this gig worker industry, which in the United States right now, about 65 million people are using gig work, either part or full time. So as full time income or to supplement maybe a job, or let's say they're a stay at home mom that raises the kids, take care of the household. She goes out for 10, 12 hours a week to make some extra money. Um, Well, What's going to happen is they're going to cut that money off. I told you, when the technocrats control it, they can throttle how much people make. And that's going to be the opening to drive them into universal basic income, which all of the technocrats actually support. So they're going to engineer people into the system, right? So although people going on welfare were rebels against the system, the system is now going to absorb that and they're going to force everyone making them think they're a rebel, raging against the machine right into the system. These guys are brilliant. This stuff is evil, folks. Evil. Let's look. Paragraph 117. In any technologically advanced society, the individual's fate must depend on decisions that he personally cannot influence to any great extent. A technological society cannot be broken down into small, autonomous communities because production depends on the cooperation of very large numbers of people and machines. We've covered this. This is straight out of the original technocracy documents. Uh, from the 1920s and 1930s. I don't know if the author ever came across this stuff, but this basically explains that in layman's terms. Let's continue. Such a society must be highly organized, and decisions have to be made that affect very large numbers of people. When a decision affects, say, a million people, then each of the affected individuals has, on the average, only a one million share in making the decision. So what usually happens in practice is that decisions are made by public officials or corporate executives or by technical specialists. But even when the public votes on a decision, the number of voters ordinarily is too large for the vote of any one individual to be significant. That's the whole idea of representative government, right? You elect a congressman to represent, you know, 5 million people, and he supposedly goes to Washington, D.C., and he's going to make the decision for everyone, even though we know 99.9% of the time, he's not making the decision based on what all those people want, nor do those people even know what they want, nor are they actually telling the congressman what they want, because no one actually understands the decision, and the congressman is not relaying this to his supposed constituents. Let's continue. Thus, most individuals are unable to influence measurably the major decisions that affect their lives. There is no conceivable way to remedy this in a technologically advanced society the system tries to solve this problem by using propaganda to make people want the decisions that have been made for them but even if this solution were completely successful in making people feel better it would be demeaning and it's not going to make people feel better right you may believe that's the decision you want but i think most people uh actually understand deep inside them that something is wrong uh, most people that are now figuring out that in 1986, we made it illegal to sue these vaccine manufacturers, people can't believe it. Although, for the last three years, it's been out there, folks like us, the supposed conspiracy theorists, have been warning people of this before they put the jab in their arm. Now they're figuring it out. and They're saying, well, when was that decision made? See, these are all the decisions that are made for you uh, within this system. And then they try to engineer you into believing you want those decisions. If you go back to 1986 and you dissect this, the way they sold this to the public was that vaccines are good. Vaccines save people. We can't have people suing the vaccine companies because the vaccine companies are good guys. They are helping everyone. Once in a while, there's going to be an accident. Somebody might die. But for the greater good, we need the vaccine companies to just churn out new innovative vaccines And so we can't have people suing them. And then the majority of folks, or they trick the majority of folks, or they make us believe that the majority of folks support that idea, that concept, that we can't sue the vaccine companies because they're good guys and we need them making vaccines to protect us from germs and cooties. And so whether it's really 50% that was on board with that or 51%, they make you believe that that's the case. And this is how the system works. This is what the author is referring to here. Ladies and gentlemen, when I get back, we'll continue with industrial society and its future. And let's keep this question in mind. Can technology and freedom truly coexist? Because this is going to be a very important question you are going to have to answer in your life. Do you want the technology, or do you want the freedom, or you, do you truly believe that you can have a blend of both? Ladies and gentlemen, we'll answer that when I get back. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.